This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Happy New Year. It's 2019. We made it. We're here. The year of me, right? Who said that? I'm saying it. The year of me, the year of us, MMA Takes World. Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast, episode 46. Coming off a big weekend, coming off a big, uh, big, big fight weekend, some great fights, and uh, got a packed show, packed show. So, um, got another interview, another great guy, Mina Elias. I, I, for some reason, I, I've, I, I can't pronounce this guy's name, and it, it's, it's the easiest name in the world. I want to say Mina, but it's Mina, Mina Elias, great guy, interview coming. He is the owner, CEO of MMNutritionLLC.com. You can find him on Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, great guy, great interview, very informative, um, especially for a guy like me. I don't, yeah, I don't know how to diet. You know, if I diet, it's chicken and potatoes every night. I don't like anything. So when I diet, it's fucking crap. Anyway, that's coming after the jump. We're going to go recap UFC 232, and then we're going to give you the interview, and then we're going to end the show with a little, put a little bow on the show, a couple of segments, and uh, end with a top five. So UFC 232 was this weekend, last UFC on Fox. We are now in the ESPN area. How does ESPN go? Da-da-da. Right, that's not it. That, well, why my I, I act like I've never watched UFC. I was trying to do the Sports Center thing. I don't fucking know how it goes. I'm an idiot. Anyway, uh, UFC is now on ESPN. I have officially. Oh, man, I was holding off paying that five bucks a month for ESPN Plus, but you know what? I I, I ordered it today. I got it today. Um, and their library and everything they got on there already for the UFC is pretty awesome. So hopefully that, that works. I mean, this is the no brainer. I mean, they're ESPN is the, uh, da, na, da, na, na, nailed it. It just came to me. That's how, yeah. Da, na, 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 that's, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, but no, they're the Mecca. This is, this is what you want to be. I mean, Fox is great, but Fox is a stepping stone to the next thing. Right. And ESPN is going to. I think, I mean, it's going to be the best year yet. And I don't know, whatever the contract is, I'm not sure how many years they signed with the UFC. I know they bought the UFC. They paid for the rights a lot of money. So they're going to be pumping the shit out of it. I can't wait for being an MMA fan. So this was the last fight card of the year, last fight of 2018. And let's jump right in. How did I do on my picks? Um, I won some money. Um, well, kind of. Uh, I, I guess I broke even, right? I was 8-5 and five on my picks overall. That leads me to 145 and 100 since I started picking. Oh, I hate that my losses are now in the triple digits. That uh, upsets me greatly. That 4 and 8 week UFC Milwaukee really killed me. However, I got the under of Volkanovski and Corey Anderson. Hit those unders. Lost the Conant under, which I had money on. Um, God damn it. I, I just... If Carlos Conant just knew how to fucking defend a takedown, man. I just... I, or, or, or he was doing well off his back in the first round. Or... When you're standing up, quit clenching. Get out of that clench. It's the only way he's taking it down. I mean, we'll get into it. First fight of the night was Montel Jackson versus Brian Kellenher. Montel uh, ran through Brian Kellenher. Big surprise. I think Kellenher is a very durable guy, but Montel, big dude for the division, landed an elbow, went in for a choke, looked great. Uh, Curtis Millender versus Sahar Badozara. Great fight, Millender. Rock Badozara. I like saying his name, Badozara. Rocked him a bunch of times. Milner looked good on the feet. Badozara showed an incredible chin. Great fight at 170. I believe... 
Mike Perry called out Millinder after that fight. That's a fight I would like to see at 170 for sure. Uri Hall versus Bevon Lewis. I got wrong. Uh, I thought Bevon was going to win. I thought he looked really good in the beginning, put pressure on Uriah. You can't let Uriah get comfortable. He's very, very dangerous. And just, you know, Uriah, perfect time, counter, right overhand hook. It was more of a right overhand, right to the chin and knocked him out clean. One punch. Uh, Uriah Hall got a big win, had a nice little post-fight speech for, I believe, his sister, which was nice. Uh, it's a good win for Uriah Hall. Nathaniel Ward versus Andre Uhl, probably the toughest fight for me to pick on paper because both guys are literally fantastic. But... Uh, very up and coming rising stars, both guys, basically same record, but Nathan Wood really, uh, really set himself apart in this fight. Looked really fast, looked good, hit hard, sh- took a good shot. That was my big reserve for him was he does get hit a lot. Looked great on the ground and got a big, big win over Andre Uhl there. Uh, then you got B. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, yeah, everyone knows my feeling about BJ Penn. He fought Ryan Hall. We'll get into more after the interview, but uh, let's just say it didn't go our way. And then you got uh, pitcher Jan. First fight in America showed up. This guy looks smooth. I, I was really impressed. I've seen him fight before. This is a very stiff competition here he, he, against Andrade the uh, Silva, Andrade or Silva de Andrade, Douglas Silva, whatever. Um, vet of the game, big strong guy for that division. Jan looked great. He looked smooth. His transitions look great. His stand up looked great. Pressure was great. Cardio was great. Everything was great. This kid's going to be something. I, I keep an eye on this kid. I really, really like this. Uh, I really like Jan a lot. I, I hope they showcase him more in America and quit bearing him on these like Beijing cards. I think this guy is 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 really real deal. Katsugano versus Megan Anderson. I got wrong as well. Zagano got a toe in the eye. TKO by a toe. Megan Anderson. Megan, excuse me. Oh, where are my manners? Megan Anderson uh, threw a kick with her 18 inches. 18 inches isn't that long. 18 feet legs. Very, very long legs. And, and literally big toe right in Katsugano's eye. Katsugano went on Luke Thomas' show and, and described all her injuries. Hurt retina. Uh, blood clotting behind her eye or, or pressure on her eye. It, it, it's not fun. It's no fun. Katsugano, tough as they come. Shocking ending, weird endings. You get these in MMA every once in a while. You know, Randy Couture got caught, you know, back at UFC 40, uh, yeah, UFC 49. Vitor Belfort threw a punch. Sli- or oh, that wasn't 49. That was UFC 45. Excuse me. 49 is when they rematch. UFC 45. Ooh, am I getting these right? UFC 46. UFC 46. BJ Penn beat Matt Hughes. For the welterweight title. And then Randy Couture fought Vitor Belfort for a rematch for the title. Couture got a little bit of a cut on his eye. Just literally first punch. Sliced his eyelid. They stopped the fight. Weird fights. You know, things happen like that in MMA. Uh, and that's what kind of happened here with the with the toe in the eye. Obviously, cutter. And then the fight, the fight had to be stopped. Next up, you got Andre Orlowski versus Walt Harris. Got this fight right. Orlowski did not look right. Kind of a snooze fest. Good for Walt Harris getting a big win like that. Orlowski, you know... Still a name and stuff, but he's got to start putting some wins together. Chad Mendes versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Really great fight. Really exciting fight. I uh, really uh, was looking forward to this fight the whole time it got announced. Volkanovsky looked good. Um, full disclosure, I picked Volkanovsky. He was my underdog winner. Um, I did not bet Volkanovsky, though. I let you guys down. Come fight night, I needed a parlay. The fight was really close on paper. Mendes is, is, is elite. I... Decide to throw Mendez in there as a parlay just as like a safe goat because I'm a fucking idiot. And uh, yeah, obviously I'm losing. I was really surprised by how he slowed down. You know, he rocked Volkanovski quite a few times. Alex, tough as nails, came back and uh, just the pressure, 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 pressure. 
mixed with his skill, mixed with his punching, and have TKO and Chen Mendez. A lot of it had to do with the fact that Chen Mendez was completely gassed. I was actually a little surprised how, how much he slowed down. I've only seen that. I mean, this guy's been five rounds uh, a few times. He's taken fights on two weeks' notice, and I've never seen him that tired. So um, could have been going in there with some injuries, but Volkanovski skyrocketing up those rankings. I'm telling you, look out for that guy. Really excited for him in the near future. Uh, Lalia Latifi versus Corey Anderson, another underdog winner. Kind of, kind of controversial. A lot of people, you know, split decision win for Corey Anderson. I had him winning as well. I thought the pace separated him. He, you know, Latifi slowed down, but he was landing some bigger shots. Anderson was landing more shots, but coming forward did not slow down. Guys got a great gas tank. Uh, a lot of wins in a row from Corey Anderson. Now he called out Anthony Smith, I think, which I think is a great, great call out. Love that fight, Smith. However. Called out Jones. I think he thinks he deserves a title shot. Listen, Dominic Reyes is a guy that no one's really talking about right now because he's very new to the division. He's in the middle somewhere, too. I think Corey Anderson, Dominic Reyes, you know, that's because Dominic Reyes is going to fight for a title one way or another by, you know, maybe by the end of the year, maybe early 2020. Um, So if I was Corey Anderson, I would would maybe get him why he's still a little young in MMA. Next up, you got Carlos Conner versus Michael Chiesa. Touched on it earlier. Conner's I had Conner as an underdog. Had the money on uh, on the dog and Conda. He got submitted by Michael Chiesa. Uh, you know, Conda, I just didn't think fought a really great fight. Uh, looked good off his back, which, you know, he used to be a killer. Looked good. Um, I don't know why he was clinching as much as he was. I just do not know why the fuck he kept doing that. Um, yeah. And then Michael Chiesa was obviously dangerous on the ground. Looked big at 170, man. Conor's Conda is not the biggest 170. Obviously, he's got a good frame for 170, but, you know, a skinnier, lankier guy. Chiesa looked thick, looked strong. He looked good at 170. I, I'm interested. As, as much as I uh, shit on him on the Pick'em podcast, I, you know, I'm, I'm interested in this guy at 170. I'd like to see what he does. And then, obviously, the co-main and main event, um... Man, I got to start putting fucking respect on Amanda Nunez's name. I got to tell you that right now. I mean, I, I don't feel bad picking her because I do think Cyborg, uh, you know, was, was the heavy favorite for a reason. But God damn, Amanda Nunez surprises me every time she fights. She's so good. She's so pinpoint accurate. She's tough. She hits a lot harder. I think people give her credit, cor- credit for her. I'm definitely not going to do that now. I don't care who Amanda Nunez fights. I'm never picking against her again. That's scouts on her. That's, I was a Cub Scout. I can say that. That's a like scouts on her. Uh, listen, um, I mentioned on the Pickles podcast and leading up, I was, you know, wasn't second guessing my pick because I do think Cyborg, obviously she's not the GOAT anymore because Amanda Nunes has that title, but Cyborg is obviously a close second. I think what she's done in MMA is, is unbelievable. She's super talented. One of the best female fighters to ever do it. Um, obviously a rematch is in order, but Cyborg is a free agent. So I don't know if they're going to resign her. I don't know if she's, if she wants to, she mentioned about doing boxing. However, leading up to that fight, I was a little worried that Cyborg is a little hittable. Um, she's never really have to so far in the UFC career. She's never really have to worry about getting hit by someone that can really hit. Right. So she's gone in there with her head high a little bit, not defending herself, not moving her head, but just throwing fucking haymakers, throwing bricks and it's worked out for her because she's that that good. Um, not really sure what happened in this fight. Cyborg fought a little emotional, in my opinion. She came out really guns a-blazing. I mean, they started off hot, and then she got caught uh, early by Amanda Nunes, and then, you know, that's all she wrote. Um, 51 seconds, I believe, was the knockout. 
Um, I would love to see a rematch. Uh, I don't, you know, a lot of people said, oh, it was pretty definitive, but there's not a ton of girls for either of them to fight. I think they both deserve to fight each other. I think Cyborg would definitely have a better showing. I think if maybe if she slows things down a little bit in the rematch, I think she could uh, uh, obviously give her fits and give her some wins. I had Cyborg winning for Christ's sake. Big jaw dropping moment, moment. Good for Amanda Nunes. Shame on me. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I did not sniff out that under. But yeah, I'm going to have to start putting some fucking respect on the man who knew his name. And then the main event, John Jones was Alex and Augustuson. Went just about as I as I thought. Listen, Jones, I thought in the first fight stood up too much. I think when he was trying to wrestle, it was a little too later in the game where he couldn't get it. A little bit tired, a little bit slippery. I thought he was going to come out and wrestle, and he did. First two rounds, he was trying for takedowns to not get one. Third round got one. Gustafson never got back up. Um, Gustafson fought a little weird to me, right? He he wasn't as as aggressive. I know you have to kind of watch your P's and Q's against a guy like John Jones. He was throwing some kicks out there. Gustafson slowed down on some of those lower leg kicks, those those shin kicks, those calf kicks that was uh, that Jones was throwing out there. Yeah, um, I don't know. Gustafson just didn't really seem to have it this night. It could have just been a bad night for him. Jones, a lot of people critiquing Jones' performance. I thought he looked great. Um, I thought he's obviously his 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 biggest attribute is being so heavy on top, throwing those fucking elbows, getting these submissions, getting these knockouts, and and that's what he did. He's just when he gets on top of you, there's very few guys that are gonna be able to get up. Um, DC said that he thought Jones' hands looked a little slow. Uh, you know, I don't think they looked a little slow. I, I've never really been a huge fan of John Jones's hands. I do think he's the goat. He is my goat. But um, his boxing isn't like world class. He's not like a. I mean, his boxing is very good. He sees the fight very well. His head movement is very good. He moves very well. But he's not like. I mean, he's never knocked anybody out with like one big punch. I don't know if he's ever really rocked anybody with a punch. It's more of the spinning stuff. It's more of the kicks. It's more of the crazy stuff, the unpredictable stuff. Um, with that being said, I, I don't know if he looks slower. But uh, I thought he looked great. You know, I, I I thought he looked great. We'll touch more on John Jones after the interview um, with, uh, you know, if he's going to fight DC, who she should fight next. We'll get to that after the interview. So I got a lovely interview. I got an email, uh, email, what? no, DM from Mina Elias, who owns MMA Nutrition. And if you, during the interview, we plug it a lot. But if you, it, it, you know, if, you, if you're excited about MMA Nutrition, go to MMANutritionLLC.com. He has two products on there. One product for sale currently on Amazon.com. And another one is shortly going to be on sale. It's, it, it's a work in progress. He is a very intelligent guy. He is very educated. He knows a lot more about this stuff than I do. Trust me, it was great to have him on. Um, inspiring MMA fighter as well. He trains. Um, we talk a little bit about that. He trains under Nick Newell. We talk about that. I give him the top five questions um, that I had written down for him. And uh, it was a great interview. So here it is. Mina Elias. All right. I'd like to welcome on my guest. He is the CEO owner of MMA Nutrition, MMANutritionLLC.com. How you doing today? Uh, good, man. Good. Just got done training. Uh, second session today. Oh, putting in uh, work. You know, yeah, putting that work in. We did, um, you know, sparring, boxing, kickboxing, MMA rounds, jiu-jitsu rounds, everything. That's a big day. That's a big day. How long have you been uh, training MMA? Uh, close to six years, I want to say. Oh, six, okay. Uh, yes. I want to say uh, f- 
almost six years. May I want to say May 2013 is when I started. That's awesome. That's actually when I quit. That's funny that you said that. I had yeah. a, uh, I had a seizure in May of 2013, oh, and I, yeah, that was the last time I did it. So, look at that. Um, now, have you had any fights? I couldn't find anything. If you, if you had, have you had? No, any? no. I've had I've had kick. I haven't had MMA ones yet. I've only had kickboxing. That's one of my goals this year is to kind of get. Uh, a bunch of kickboxing ones under my belt and then um, get an, an amateur uh, fight in. Um, you know, I train under Coach Nick Newell yes. out of uh, Fighting Arts Academy, and, and he's kind of uh, strict about it. Um, he, oh. He's got to make sure that, that you're you're up to par. Gotcha. Uh, you know, when you step in the cage. Yeah. Now, did you come in with a background in anything, or did you come in straight MMA? I came in straight MMA. I, I uh, looked up a gym. And um, and I found one. It was a Henzo Gracie, and um, that was back in 2013. I uh, showed up at the gym, and uh, it was like 7:30. And I said, "Hey, you know, I want to." I called the lady before. She said, "Come and try a class." So I I get in there, and they're like, um, "We have wrestling. Do you want to try wrestling?" I was like, "Sure." And it was the craziest thing because they did the their entire wrestling class inside a cage, and the coach was having us do like. Um, you know, flowers and bridges and stuff like that off the neck. And I was just shocked because I've never seen anything like it before. And, uh, but, you know, as soon as I left, uh, they asked, you know, how'd you like it? I said, well, I just want to sign up for a year. And I never looked back. I did everything. I started right off the bat wrestling, jujitsu and uh, kickboxing. That's awesome, man. That kind of, that's how I started. I started, I had a little bit of a boxing background, but that was the same way. When I went to the gym, you, you jump right in. And we actually had wrestling in the cage, too. It wasn't like open mats. It was uh, it was in the yeah. cage. A lot of parallels between me and you. I like this. I like this. Off yeah. to a good start. Well, very, very weird. And, and here's the thing. The coach, um, he was Greco-Roman. And, I mean, after – so Nick, I don't know if you know his background, but he's a wrestler. Yes. And he's a very good wrestler. So when I came to his gym, you know, I was okay, like kind of – you know, balance, um, and, and, you know, uh, pummeling stuff like that. But I had nothing when it came down to single legs, double legs, uh, trips, all of that. I had nothing. And so, you know, I, now that I'm doing double legs all the time, it's like, how can you even train that inside a cage? Right. You know? Yeah, I got you. Yep. That's cool, man. That I, I keep grinding. I, I follow you. Obviously we just started following each other on Instagram. I see that. Yeah. I see you grinding. That's cool, man. So I want to get to, yeah, I want to get to the MMA nutrition. You told me, you sent me a message, told me you set yourself apart and everyone else is scams. So I want to know how did this come about? How did the, the whole nutrition thing came about? All right. So, um, you know, just, so I, I have a degree in chemical engineering and chemistry. Um, and I, you know, I love supplements since I was a kid, you know, I've been obsessed with like trying all these different supplements and, and seeing what works and what doesn't. So I kind of just have had an inclination and, um, and, you know, as I, you know, got older, I did more and more research. And I, as I got educated in college, I understood, you know, how to understand if these things, if like these supplements are working or, or they're not working or, or whatever. So, you know, it got to a point where I was looking at the ingredient labels and I would look at every single ingredient. Uh, first off, if it's a if it's a proprietary blend, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. Can I swear on this? Show? Yeah, cause say whatever you it, want, buddy. It's bullshit. If it's <laughs> if it's a proprietary blend, it's bullshit. Uh, you know, it's not a secret. I mean, if you want to keep Viagra a secret, I understand. But this is just supplements. It, you know, if, if they're saying it's a proprietary blend, they're basically bullshitting you. Uh, now, that's number one. 
Uh, number two is, you know, I would go and I would look at the list and it would be like 20 ingredients long. So I'd say, you know, I, I don't believe that like vitamin B12 at five micrograms is doing anything. So I would just go on and look at like um, the NCBI website, which is the like National Institute where they publish all the uh, clinical studies. And I just say, you know, B12 uh, clinical study athlete. And and then I would look and I'd say, oh, you'd need like 550 milligrams a day for B12 to be effective. Or, you know, if, if you're using B12 to kind of enhance something else, you need to understand the relationship and see, you know, the tests that were done. So as I started looking more and more, it was like most of these supplements were underdosing or just like putting a bunch of random stuff in there. And and then, you know, the supplements that were good, they cost an arm and a leg. There, there are supplements out there that are good and high quality and they have good ingredients, but they cost an arm is like 50, 60 bucks. And I mean, I work as a project manager in construction and, and I make decent money and it still hurts me when I'm spending that kind of money a month on supplements. So I just started buying, you know, doing my own research, buying just raw ingredients and say, OK, you know, uh, I want to get like some creatine. I want to get some uh, monoglycerol stearate, whatever. And, and I just, you know, bought my own stuff and was using it according to the dosages that I knew worked. And then it's at one point I was like, if I'm mixing all this stuff, I might as well just start making it. So I decided this is good. You know, I'm, I'm going to start making my own stuff. I'm going to open up my own company because I'm going to help. I'm going to help people. I'm not going to charge an arm and a leg and I'm going to give them stuff that's actually uh, backed by these clinical trials. And, and on my website, I list, list every single clinical trial on, on each ingredient. So and that's the number one thing I advocate is educate yourself. Don't listen to me. I could be bullshitting you. I could be making all this stuff up. So educate yourself. Go out there, look at clinical studies, and, and then make your own decisions. But, um, you know, I, I went and I uh, I got in touch with a bunch of manufacturers. I said, hey, like, this is my – the first one I was going to come up with, which is hydrolyte, is an electrolyte powder. And I said, hey, can you make this? And a bunch of them responded. They're like, oh, like, we don't really do custom formulas. We do stock formulas, and it's private label. And I was like – stock formulas and it turns out that most supplement manufacturers they're like a costco where they have just a list a list of stuff uh, so you know a testosterone support energy uh drink this that sleep aid and you don't control the formula you don't control anything it's basically they have like this regular stock formula and you know there's a minimum order quantity you send them your graphics okay great mma nutrition here's my logo here's what, what i want to say on the label and, and done. And basically you have no say in what goes in. If you want to, you know, I've asked them, I said, Hey, I, I want to customize it. I don't want this, you know, your, your formula doesn't work for me. I want a custom formula. And they're like, it, it usually costs like four or five times more um, than what it sells for. Right. And then as I looked more and more into marketing and stuff like that, the rule of thumb for supplements is market up 10 times your cost. Right. Which is, so, it's, it's ridiculous. The whole thing, and that's what, you know, the whole thing that pushed me is I use supplements. I love sure. supplements. I think they help you. And, you know, people are taking so much advantage of it. They're, they're underdosing. They're using these stock formulas that God knows who invented it, uh, you know, and, and they're just putting their labels on it. And, uh, and if you go on YouTube and you say how to start your own supplement company, you know, they'll explain it step by step. They'll say you go to this supplement manufacturer, you pick a list. 
you give them you pick like whatever supplement you want you give them your logo you give them your label and they're gonna send you like a minimum order quantity of like five thousand or something units and then you just start marketing it and selling it on your own um website or you know through amazon like i do that's cool. yeah so you're you're i like that you're i didn't realize it was that easy to start it now i'm glad that you are passionate about this and that's something you like i'm on your website now you got two products for sale you got the yes. hydrolite and then you got the keto electrolytes now you yeah, obviously you yeah, go ahead sorry the keto electrolytes is coming uh very very soon very very it's, soon it's in the final stages yep um, Hydrolite's the one that's that's uh, the selling one. right now so, on Amazon. Gotcha. And then, are you obviously you're a fan of keto, right? You're a keto guy. Is that do you live oh, a keto yeah. lifestyle? On, I am on keto right now. I uh, I mean, I've um, I've been meal prepping and and eating according to my macros and all that stuff for many many years. Wow. And I can just say keto has been the number one best uh, way for me to lose body fat. It's that's so okay. effective. Yeah, it's so effective, and I mean, take it from like someone who's like a, a gym rat almost. Yeah, I count my macros. Obviously, with keto, I still count my macros. I still meal prep. I still do all that stuff. But it just switching, um, you know, removing the carbs and, and adding that uh, fat. And I'm not adding like fried like fried stuff. I'm I'm adding like you know um, like healthy fats like from olive oil, avocados, stuff like that. Um, I just the the fat comes off. It's it's so effective for me to burn fat. Nice. Now, what do you think about a vegan diet? Because one of my good friends is a vegan, and I think he's a little pussy. Do you think vegans are? are sure. <laughs> what do you think about Here, a vegan? Here's the thing: I, I've done vegan for sixty days, okay. um, just just to um, you know, just to see how it is. And I was gonna die after the sixtieth day. I was I I was gonna lose my mind. I was grumpy every day. <laughs> I felt malnutrition. Yeah. I was taking a lot of uh you know a lot of greens like like the whole like col like every single color every single vegetable right um and and i i just i felt weak yeah he's I, he's I can't. my buddy's yeah. very weak i i mean he is i mean he's six one one eighty and like my wife knocks him over he is he is yeah. soft he is soft now let me get your opinion on two companies two big companies in the See, when I trained, I never really took any supplements. The only ones I know about two of them. So, what are you, what's your opinion on on it? Like on it's like the big one right now. So yeah, on it on it is the big one. Uh, these guys are smart. They're marketing geniuses. Uh, you know, Aubrey Marcus and, and uh, Joe Rogan both inspirations for me. Um, but I think on it is more than a supplement company. It's right. uh, yeah, they it's gotta... like a whole like movement. It's right. Uh, you know, they got like the ke the kettlebells. They got the the yoga programs. They right. got like the training facility so it it it's more than a supplement company i've looked at their supplements and um and i don't think that their supplements are are all that um you know it, like look at look at uh, on its mineral electrolytes and look at the ingredient dosages and and look at the price and then you can go and look at mine and look at the ingredient dosages price these guys are are you know they're charging 33 bucks and you know they'll say well you know, there's a lot of marketing behind it, and there's a lot of, you know, athletes that get paid, blah blah blah. And I mean, that's then you're just passing on all those costs to the customers, and and I don't feel like that's right. Right. And then the last one, the only one I know of when I was in the gym, a lot of guys had this was Muscle Farm. What do you think about them? Uh, I think I think Muscle Farm, um, if I'm not mistaken, Muscle Farm released the Arnold series uh, a while back. 
And the Arnold series, uh, they took them to court because they were nitrogen spiking. Mm-hmm. Now, nitrogen spiking is when you put cheap amino acids in protein powders so that the content uh, looks like – because that's the only way they can you can test for protein is by looking at the uh, nitrogen. There's like a test. Um, I don't want to get into the details, but there's right. a test. They look at the nitrogens. Uh, in the in the powder, and they determine how many grams of protein there is. So when you put cheap amino acids, it it raises that number. So it looks like you have 25 grams of protein in there when you only have 15. I mean, so so they've gone to court. You can look that up. It's public information. They've gone to court for that. So, I mean, I don't know how I, I would trust them after something like that. Yeah, they seem like a bunch of scumbags. I, I, I remember just being in, you know, a fan of MMA and following MMA. I remember things popping up like that about some of their stuff – testing hot and the last question i have about the supplements um what is your opinion on like a guy like john jones who takes supplements that was tainted how is that it kills me i I love john jones so much right i think i think uh as a fighter john jones is is you know a legend he's one of the best fighters in the world yeah um you know he's proved it many 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 times but uh, he just he's doing the wrong things he's like I, I don't know this whole like Turinabol deal and and yeah. the picogram and and you know how how uh, he got caught with like a little bit but it just it kills me like you know number one you should have never had it in your system ever so you kind of you you know you did that once even if it's like a residual it's kind of just like a reminder that you you know you, you used performance enhancing drugs at one point you know and then he's got like the hit and run and like you know all these other yeah things and it's like oh, man it just kills me because i know this guy he can be like so dominant you know he could be a champ champ and he's just throwing it all away with like little mistakes like i know i know he can be you know he can go down in the books as like the best fighter ever but now he's gonna go down as, as a great fighter who did like a bunch of, of right. bad stuff yeah he's got a couple actually next to his name yeah, and then yeah. Uh, so you you mentioned you trained under Nick Noel, famous Nick Noel. I am very familiar with Nick Noel. I'm a oh, fan man. of Nick Noel. Uh, Nick Noel's the man. Rooted for him very hard when he fought in the Contender Series. Thought he got a little bit of a raw deal, in my opinion. I mean, I think uh, the guy he fought was was very good, and he gave a very good fight. Should have got signed to the UFC. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, the guy was good, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's the caliber of the UFC. So um, you know, win or lose. Um, you got, you have to step in that cage and you know it could go you know you just give it 100% you know it could go either way i think he proved i think the best thing was i i wish he won obviously because right. that would have been great but uh, i think he proved to the world that like you know stop saying all this dumb stuff about him having like a short arm and he can't fight and he's going to get like killed in the cage cuz he went against a, a top level like ufc caliber guy and held his own definitely yeah. um i i've seen him train I think that wasn't his best performance. It was definitely not his best performance. If it was his best, if if he put on his best performance in there, he would have easily won. Right. But you know, I, you know, you have your entire, I guess, career riding on this one fight. So I I can see the nerves getting you. But um, yeah, you I know the guy is is an inspiration. He hundred percent. He's an inspiration. I was rooting for him hard. Uh, I mean, you're right. I don't think he fought his best fight. I've seen him fight better. Um, you know, he's 14 and two and, and everyone roots for him and, and what he's done is, is, is incredible. I mean, it, it shows that, you know, cause I mean, I used to not go to the gym cause I got a stomach ache. You know what I mean? This guy's yeah. grinding every day 
And, you know, he's one of the elite MMA fighters in the world. And uh, y- you deserve a shot, I think. You know, I, uh, hopefully the UFC, yeah. if he continues to fight outside the UFC for a little bit, you know, they'll come to their senses and bring him on. I think he's, uh, I think he's, I'm, he's I'm that pretty, guy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if he keeps fighting and, and, uh, and winning, I think he kind of put Dana, mind, Dana White's mind to ease after that performance, saying, like, you can put me against, you know, good, good, people you can put me against the best people and you don't have to worry about anything because i think dana white's biggest concern was if he got hurt in the cage what's everyone gonna say they're gonna be like the ufc is so stupid how can you put a guy with one arm in the cage but i think after that it was like you know i proved to you guys that it doesn't matter uh i'm just like everyone else and and i think that was and it's unfair that he had to do that but uh that's life and and that's the best thing that i love about nick is um, he doesn't care. He says, you know, this is life. Life's not fair. And, and he's going to outwork everyone else to, to get ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. He'll, I think, you know, the way he's come up and everything he's had over uh, overcome in his life, he'll make it to the FC. Cause not only that, he's talented. I mean, he's got, he's got an incredible skill. He's got good yeah. wrestling. He's got good stand up. He's tough as they come. So uh, yeah, we're rooting hard for Nick Newell. This is a Nick Newell podcast. We love him. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm going to end this with five questions. I got top five questions I ask every guest. I'm going to ask you five questions. They're going to be all random. Um, So the first one is, how did you get the – well, obviously you are uh, Egyptian descent. Is that that correct? Are you from Egypt? Yes, sir. That's why I'm the Egyptian prescription. And that was my question is, who gave you the Egyptian prescription nickname? Because I tell you what, I love it. Nick, that's Nick Newell, man. Nice. All Nick Newell. I like that. I struggled. I couldn't because you can't nickname yourself. And when I train, you no one, I have a last. My last name's Petrie, so everyone just called me by my last name. But that's not a nickname. So that's uh, I saw that on your Instagram, and I and I and I, I got to admit, I like it a lot. Yeah, I, I honestly, it's got me. A, it, you know, it's got me. I I want to say it got me ahead in life. Just being yeah. My Instagram handles the Egyptian prescription. Whenever I send people messages, like they open it right away. They're like, yeah. I want to know who the guy is. And that's what I did. I said, I want to know what the, the Egyptian prescription, because it obviously rhymes and it's, I like it a lot. So the second question is you, oh. you live in Connecticut. You train yes, out of sir. Connecticut. Um, there's a lot of debate going around. I don't know if you know it, but I'm going to ask you definitively, does Connecticut have the best pizza? No, it no. doesn't. And, and, uh, and I, you know, people say Frank Pepe's modern. Nah. No, I've yeah. had better pizza. I've had better pizza in Long Island. I've had better oh, pizza in Chicago. Okay. I've had better pizza in many places. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, I've had better pizza. It, it, that's not like the the famous like three right. places in right. New Haven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, I don't know if you're familiar the Barstool guy. He went around Connecticut, uh, Dave El yeah. Presidente, and he said it's the best pizza. My parents are from the East Coast. My mom's from Long Island. She said that Connecticut had the best pizza growing up. So I was just I had to ask the I had to ask a local. I did I did two pizza tours. Okay. Two pizza tours, and I can confirm that yeah, it's not the best pizza. Okay. Now I was looking at your Instagram. Question number three here, and you have a very very well manicured uh, beard. Now, as a guy, I can't grow a beard. You don't know that because we don't know each other personally. I cannot grow one. So the question is, would you rather be clean shaven for two years or don't shave your beard for two years? Uh, This is a tough (laughs) one. That's a tough question. I I, I have to go with clean shaven because if I don't shave for two years, 
I'm, you know, I want to say they're going to mistake me. They're going to mistake my intention. <laughs> You're right. 100%. Yeah. See, if I, if I, if I didn't shave for two years, no one would know. I mean, they, they literally went now. Yeah. Like, oh, that guy. Okay. He's got a little bit of a mustache. It's, it's, it's pathetic. All right. Number four. So you, you're training, obviously you got six years in the MMA game. Obviously once you get, once you get rolling, let's just say, you know, obviously if you're grinding away, you're going to make it to the UFC. Do you have a dream uh, fight in the UFC? I'm not sure what weight you are. Are you, are you Nick's uh, weight? 55. 55. Okay. So do you have a dream debut fight in the UFC if you ever make it there? Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'm the kind of person that like, I don't even, I mean, I, I'll take, I'll fight anyone. Uh, okay. I don't care. I, I like you know, Coach Nick will watch the tape. He'll tell me what to do, and uh, and that's that. Okay, that's cool. And the last one, top five, number one is uh, all-time favorite MMA fighter. Not Nick Noel. I know Nick Noel's gonna be your guy, but is nah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love Nick. I love Nick. Uh, I want to say Mighty Mouse, man. Yeah, well, he's. I mean, he's the best, right? I mean, he's he's the best. Yeah. He's the best. Just like his technique, the way he moves, everything, the way he like performs high level. Uh, technique in the cage not right. worried that you know all oh, this might fail uh i love the guy he, i think he i'm very sad as to what happened to his division and um and what happened with henry cejudo and all that stuff right um i think he's the best fighter i 100 percent agree i think it's a hopefully i mean him going to one fc opens some doors but yeah i mean it's sad to see him leave the, the ufc well that's it man that's the five questions awesome uh, i appreciate it go to mma nutrition llc.com and then go ahead where they can uh, where can they find you on uh, instagram what's your instagram handle uh my instagram is at mma nutrition underscore official great and then you can uh you can grab some hydrolyte uh that's h-y-d-r-o-l-y-t-e on amazon.com um if you look up electrolyte powder it'll uh, show up like the 10th result or something like that so you can you can get it on amazon it's uh it's real good i mean all my all my guys are on it and they're all fighters and everyone loves it if you're doing a weight cut I would not recommend it because you might, you know, it, it helps you retain more water in the muscles. So if you're doing a weight cut, uh, do it after, use it after your weight cut uh, or use it like maybe three weeks before your weight cut. Um, but other than that, if you're just training regularly, it helps with recovery. It helps with performance. Uh, I mean, I use it. All my guys use it. They all love it. Um, and then, like I said, please go out there, educate yourselves. Uh, make sure you're familiar with clinical studies and understand how to read them and, and interpret them and uh, just make, make the smart decisions. Don't, don't just like look at the graphics and look at people's reviews and people saying, Oh, like, you know, I used to run like a, a 15 minute mile. And after I took this, it became a 12 minute mile. It, like it's, I've seen a lot of reviews and then, you know, people are, are crazy, man. Perfect. So just, yeah. <laughs> don't depend on reviews. That's right. I appreciate it. Go to the website, check them on Instagram, go buy it on Amazon. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Good luck in the future. Uh, thank you for having me. Right. And uh, shoot me, shoot me the podcast episode or whatever. I'll Absolutely. Yeah. I'll tag you. I'll, yeah. I'll tag you. I'll tag you in on Instagram. I'll, it'll be up tomorrow morning. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. All right. Take it easy. Right. Have a good day. You too. So that was the interview. Great stuff. Very smart guy. Listen, I don't know anything about nutrition. When I trained, literally dieting to me and, and anything I put in my body was like, okay, I'm going to get go to Subway and not get a soda. So it was, it was nice to have him on. You know, the guy knows what he's talking about. He's very educated, passionate about it. I love it. Hopefully he makes it. Hopefully he 
trains his ass off, which obviously he is. He's, I mean, he, you let him, you know, he listened, you, he listed what he did twice today already. So, uh, hopefully the guy, uh, becomes a UFC star. And I, I can tell Ariel Wani, hey, listen, Wani, I got him first, bud. This little podcast right here got him first. Let's go kick rocks. Um, so thank you for, to my guest. Obviously, get, follow him on Instagram. F- go to uh, Amazon. Look up his stuff. Buy his product. That's what you're into. Do it, do it, do it. Support guys like him who obviously are passionate and care about products and obviously knows what he's doing as opposed to the big box stores. You know, my, my dad's always told me, listen, y- y- you go to the small guy because they're going to give you better customer service and they're going to give you a better product. And that's what I feel. So how about that? So let's jump into some of the stuff um, that we did not cover before it. <sighs> All right. All right. This is going to be tough for me. Tough for me to talk about. Uh, obviously, I preface this by the last podcast I did. Um, uh, my infatuation with BJ Penn. He's on my Mount Rushmore. All-time favorite fighter. Fought again Saturday. I, uh, I You know, I was nervous for the fight, obviously, but I wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I was freaking out because it wasn't against a guy that's going to come out there and knock his fucking head off, right? I'm worried about the brain trauma at this point as opposed to anything else. Ryan Hall is a killer on the ground, and uh, BJ obviously knows that. BJ spent a couple months in Nova Uval down in Brazil, trained down there, looked very comfortable, looked motivated, loved his walkout. They showed his walkout. He was the first fight on prelims on the uh, FS1 card. Oh, and then, you know, listen, I, I love the fact that BJ always had the claim to fame that never been dropped. And then, you know, obviously he got knocked out by Yaya Rodriguez. And then I love it that he's never been submitted, right? One of the best uh, jujitsu guys in the world. Well, he got submitted, submitted with a rolling uh, ankle lock knee bar and screamed in horror. Ryan Hall said his knee popped. Couldn't listen, but let's, uh, all said and done. I don't want BJ to fight anymore. Dana White said he doesn't want to fight anymore. I love you, BJ. But, you know, right off into the sunset, please. Because every time you fight, I'm going to have to watch. And every time you watch, my heart's on the line. Um, but he couldn't have fight a classier guy. Ryan Hall seems like a real, real class act. And um, as much as it sucks that, you know, BJ lost, at least he lost to a guy like that instead of, you know, some fucking asshole that, you know, doesn't give a shit about anything. So, um, that wasn't that bad. I, you know, that wasn't that bad. I could talk about it a little more, but you know, BJ, please retire, please retire. So that was uh, that, and what else we're we gonna talk about here? You know, John Jones uh, looked fantastic against Gustafson. Who should John Jones fight next? You know, um, it, it, you know. DC obviously is is the guy that everyone wants. That's who I want. I want DC to fight John Jones over Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar fights could happen in March or something like that. DC, listen, I tweet this out and I, I fully stand by this. DC deserves to fight whoever he wants. This is his last fight. He's made that very clear. When I turn 40 or before I turn 40, I'm, I'm fighting one more time. I'm done. Um, he's got a lot of coals on the fire. I believe I heard he had a trial with WWE as an announcer position. He is announcing on UFC. Not sure if he's going to be working with ESPN or or if, if, if you know, he worked with Fox closely. You know, a lot of people seem to like him. I think he's very good in the booth. Has a career outside of fighting. So what he's done, the first class guy that he is, he deserves to fight whoever he wants and right off to the sunset. Brock Lesnar. At the time, I thought was going to be the big money fight. And it is. Listen, every time Brock Lesnar fights, it's going to be fucking, it's going to put asses in the seats and it's going to be close to a million pay-per-view buys. That's what DC deserves. Get that money, get out and, and, and do what you got to do. However, 
the John Jones fight, I think, is going to sell more and you'd make more off the John Jones fight. I think that's what happened. So now at the point, I'm at the point of the crossroads where I'm like, DC should fight whoever he wants and get paid. Well, your biggest rival in the sport just won again. And if it's at heavyweights, you know, and it's your last fight and you're going to get a quarter of that, you know, a percentage of that pay-per-view, I think, I think John Jones might make more sense here. Um, and another thing is he tweeted out, yeah, um, I don't have the exact co- tweet, but he said, yeah, of course the dude won. He gets a head start every time, meaning, you know, uh, uh, steroids. Now, he won't fight John Jones, and he has a very, you know, very cavalier attitude about steroids. Obviously, he should. But, you know, he's accepting to fight Brock Lesnar, who isn't the most cleanest guy in the world either after UFC 200 got popped. Um, obviously if you take one look at him, you can tell the guy hasn't met a steroid. He hasn't liked in quite a while. So I, you know, I don't know if that argument holds up anymore. Um, fighting him at heavyweights, you know, I don't know. I, it's just a lot of variables here. I, I, I'm 50, 50. I think DC needs to fight Jones. And I'm also on the fence of the fact that, you know, I think DC should fight whoever he wants and go out however he wants. That's uh, that's my feeling on it. So, all right, we're running a little late here. You know, I like to keep it under an hour. We're at about 44 minutes. So, since it's the new year, since it's 2019, holy smokes, I am very excited for 2019, but I'm also very excited for the fights that are come up. So, here's my top five fights that need to happen, that I want to happen in 2019. Number five, Israel... Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. This fight needs to happen. Adesanya called him out, and Dana White and, and the, the powers of B said, listen, let's slow this down. We're going to build that because Costa's on one train, one side of the tracks, and Adesanya's on the other. They're going to fucking come head on. If Costa keeps winning, if Israel keeps winning, that's what's going to happen. Israel is fighting Anderson Silva in February. He's also going to be the backup to Whitaker Gaslam. If he beats Anderson Silva, well, they told Anderson Silva if you beat Adesanya, you get a title shot. So I imagine the same is going to be said to Adesanya. I'm hoping Adesanya wins in convincing fast and Costa wins whoever he fights next, maybe Romero, and then they fight. That will be Adesanya's first title offense. That's what I would like to see. I think that fight is fireworks. I'm not really sure what would happen. Two different body types, two different striking types with both finishers, both killers. I want to see it. Next up, number four, Anthony Smith versus John Jones. I love me some Anthony Smith. I'm, I'm a big Anthony Smith guy. I'm on the wagon. Get on the wagon, boys. Um, love what he's done so far. Maybe the comeback fighter of the year, I think, maybe. Has to be. I know Ariel had his little award show. Um, I don't know if he won that or not, but Anthony Smith should be um, comeback fighter of the year. Just an incredible resurgence at 205. has looked dominant. Um, against John Jones, though, that's a whole nother level. He's called for it. He wants to fight. John Jones tweeted out and said, Anthony Smith said he's not going to be ready until July. He's like, I'm not, I'm not waiting until July. I need to fight. I need some catching up to do. Love the attitude by John Jones, but that's a fight I'm really interested in seeing. Um, and, uh, I think it should happen sooner or later. I think obviously, you know, if Jones decide Jones not going to wait till July and I'm not sure why Anthony Smith would put such a weird little thing. Like I can only fight in July unless he's completely, you know, unless something's obviously hurt next up. Number three can't count Cormier. What? No, Connor can't, can't see, can't read Connor versus Dustin Poirier. Excuse me. Another Louisiana boy with that French last name Poirier or ally Quinta. Either fight intrigues me. The Khabib rematch doesn't intrigue me as much. Obviously, it's going to sell a million pay-per-views, but I think Conor needs a win, right? The last two times we've seen Conor fight, maybe not in MMA, 
both the Mayweather fight and the Khabib fight, and he lost both, and he got kind of dominated in both. I know Connor did pretty well against Floyd um, early on, but they, you know he lost both, right? He got stopped in both. So the guy needs a win, and I think a rematch with Poirier makes sense. I think Ali Quinta is coming off a huge win over uh, Kevin Lee. I think that makes sense. I like both those matches for Connor. Listen, Connor's going to sell out no matter what he does. You know, Ali Quinta might not hype a fight, and there might not be a, that, all that much hatred there. However, it's going to be a better fight. You know, it's going to be maybe fight of the night, fight of the year. You know, if him and Connor get together, same with Dustin Poirier. The styles make the fights. You might not need to sell it as much with all the the bad blood with uh, Khabib, but. You know, it's going to be a better fight overall. Number two is going to be John Jones versus DC. I want to see it. I need it. I didn't think I'd want to see it because Jones is two and over DC, right? Um, decision win, knockout win, and, and you know, I'm thinking, what else does he need to do? I don't, I don't need to see that the you know the third time. However, I do. I need to see it. I need to see it a third time because I think DC, you know, at heavyweights, that's interesting because you know you don't got to cut that weight. DC has looked never lost at heavyweight, and then you got a guy like John Jones who's never really lost, and he's got two over DC's only losses. Uh, DC's only losses are Jones. A lot of storylines are right there. They fucking hate each other. On top of all that, um, yeah, that needs to happen. That's number two. That that was campaigning pretty hard for my number one, but the number one, it has to happen. It fucking has to happen. Is Khabib versus Tony Ferguson has to. If 20, 2019 will be a fucking waste. I don't care what happens in my personal life. I don't care what happens in my professional life. I don't care what happens. I'm going to sound like a little fucking kid right now. That fight needs to happen. That's a fight that's been made three or four times and has not happened. That fight needs to happen once and for all. I don't care. I love Connor. Connor should not go anywhere near Khabib until he's fought Tony. Tony and Khabib need to fight. Bottom line. Boom. All right, so that's the show. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Thank you for my guest, Mina Elias, MMA Nutrition. Great guy. Um, and we are, obviously, there's three weeks till the next UFC, UFC on ESPN, I believe, January 19th. So we're going to be one a week until that week. Then we'll obviously double up that week for the picks. Follow me on social media, please. Every time I say it, I get a new follower. Instagram, at MMATakes.com on Instagram. On Twitter, at MMA Takes. Follow me on all platforms. Let's get the followers up. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.